Hello, my friend, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our five-day-per-week wisdom and legacy-building podcast. This is day 799 of our trek, and it is time for Meditation Monday. Taking time to relax, refocus, reprioritize our lives is crucial in order to create a living legacy. For some, it may be just a quiet time alone for reflection. Some may utilize structured meditation practices. In my life, meditation includes reading and reflecting on God's Word and in prayer. It is a time to renew my mind, refocus on what is most important, and making sure that I am nurturing my soul, mind, and body. As you come along with me on our trek each Meditation Monday, it is my hope and prayer that you too will experience a time of reflection and renewing of your mind. We are broadcasting from our studios at the Big House in Marietta, Ohio. Throughout the scripture, God uses examples of small things that have great impact. Some of these are ants, the tongue, and the rudder of a ship. In language, changing just a single letter in a word in some instances can change the entire meaning. In today's meditation, we will explore how faith, even though it is small, can produce huge results. So the title for today's meditation is, Small Things Can Have a Big Impact. During Jesus' ministry on earth, he talked about how important a person's heart is. Mark chapter 7, verses 1 through 23 is just one example that we will review in a moment. The Jewish religious leaders made up all sorts of rules to be sure that the people of God kept themselves ritually clean. Matthew and Mark placed Jesus' words about the importance of a right heart before the events that we'll read about today. This sequence can help you to see the key points that Jesus made about his life. While Jesus' earthly ministry was focused primarily on the Jews, or as is referred to in Matthew chapter 15, verse 24, the lost sheep of Israel, he reached out to all kinds of people who were normally considered unclean by his fellow Jews. For instance, Tyre and Sidon were places where old enemies of the Jewish people lived. Jesus' very presence there, especially with his ministry to the non-Jews, was very shocking to the other Jews. Then Jesus traveled back to Decapolis, or the area of ten cities, another largely non-Jewish area on the eastern side of the Sea of Galilee. Jesus blessed, taught, and healed in this region, just as he did in Tyre and Sidon. The focus of Jesus' work was once again on the people's heart. Were they open and receptive? Were they seeking after God? Did they long for grace? Jesus' focus was not on culture, nationality, or ethnicity. He was willing to help, bless, and be with people who his fellow Jews considered unclean. This background of our scripture today is very important for you to know when we read about the following story of a woman from Syrophoenicia. The interesting thing about this is that Jesus' words are a little distorted by our modern translation because you're unable to hear the nuances of a single letter. The little I in Greek makes a big difference and turns the word dog or kunaron into the word puppy, the word kunarion. And it changes this Jesus word from an ugly ethnic slur to an invitation of faith. Even today, so often, people of different ethnic groups use slurs to dismiss the value of another person. Jesus used a play on words similar to an ethnic slur to invite the woman from Syrophoenicia to display both her wit and her faith. She was desperate and wanted help. She came expecting to be called a strange and mangy dog, the way many Jews would have referred to her, and she would have referred to them also. However, Jesus took the term and softened it to mean puppy or lapdog, a pet that was often considered part of the family. She instantly seized on this play on words. 
Instead of taking offense, she responded by showing her heart. Oh yes, you are right. But in a family, the little puppies eat the crumbs that fall from the table. She wasn't just prostrating herself before Jesus. She came with her heart bowed down to receive his grace and help for her daughter. And the great thing is that she got it. Jesus wasn't pushing her away, but inviting her in close if her faith could see through the fog of ethnic and cultural separation and suspicion. Thankfully, she did. She displayed incredible faith because she was determined to have Jesus' powerful grace change her daughter's condition. After Jesus' resurrection, he sent the disciples to share the message of his grace to every nation of the world and every ethnic group on the planet. Even though Jesus' earthly ministry was primarily to the people of Israel, you can still find that many non-Jews were brought to the table of his mercy and grace. All of these people, Jews and non-Jews, had to do something if they were going to follow Jesus. They had to repent, change their hearts, minds, and behavior about how they live, and believe that Jesus came from the Father to bring them life. So let me ask you an important question as I read Jesus' story today. What would keep you from following Jesus? A supposed ethnic slur, a hard command, a challenge to change your cultural views, or an unwillingness to leave your ethnic prejudice behind. As hard as Jesus' call to give up on yourself and follow him may seem, realize that underneath it lays great tenderness and love for you. He wants you to be like the daughter of this Syrophoenician woman, whole and healthy. While each person must surrender his or her heart to Jesus in faith, he wants you to notice two things in the following two events that Mark tells us in the verses below. First, someone who loves a person in need tries to show that person about Jesus. Faith becomes a key to unlocking God's grace in the life of another person. The woman in this story comes at a great social risk and receives Jesus' help for her daughter. In the second event, a group of friends brought a person with a deep need to Jesus and begged him to help. Without their urgency and their voice, the man deep needs would not have had his hurts disclosed and his needs made known. What a wonderful example of a mother with courage and faith. What great friends of determination and faith. Second, notice that the Father's love, the love that Jesus' actions demonstrate, is shared freely with all, man and woman, young and old, Jew and Gentile, regardless of region, culture, or nationality. Jesus' love is available to all, but there will be times where you need to put your hands on your faith and help someone who feels helpless and alone to find his or her way to Jesus. Now let us read the passage from today, which is Mark chapter 7, verses 24 through 37. Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyra. He didn't want anyone to know which house he was staying in, but he couldn't keep it a secret. Right away, a woman who had heard about him came and fell at his feet. Her little girl was possessed with an evil spirit, and she begged him to cast out the demon from her daughter. Since she was a Gentile, born in Syrophoenicia, Jesus told her, First, I must feed the children, my own family, the Jews. It isn't right for me to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, That's true, Lord, but even the dogs underneath the table are allowed to eat the scraps from their children's plate. Good answer, he said. Now go home, for the demon has left your daughter. And when she arrived home, she found her little girl lying quietly in bed, and the demon was gone. Jesus left Tyra and went up to Sidon before going back to the Sea of Galilee to the region of the Ten Towns. A deaf man with a speech impediment was brought to him, and the people begged Jesus to lay his hands on the man and heal him. Jesus led him away from the crowd so that he could be alone. 
he put his fingers into the man's ear, then spitting on his own finger, he touched the man's tongue. Looking up to heaven, he sighed and said, Aphathra, which means be opened. Instantly, the man could hear perfectly, and his tongue was freed so he could speak plainly. Jesus told the crowd not to tell anyone, but the more he told them not to, the more they spread the news. They were completely amazed and said again and again, Everything he does is wonderful. He even makes the deaf to hear and gives speech to those who cannot speak. Jesus' mission is to establish a new covenant, a new Israel that includes all nations and ethnic groups throughout the world. Today's meditation clearly shows us how he reached two Gentiles and included them into God's kingdom. We are also to go into all the world and spread the good news of Jesus to all. Although you may feel that your impact is small, it can ripple throughout the world. So shine your light into the world where God has placed you. Next week, we will continue on our trek on Meditation Monday as we take time to reflect on what is most important in creating a living legacy. On tomorrow's trek, we will explore another wisdom quote. This three-minute wisdom supplement will assist you in becoming healthy, wealthy, and wise each day. And thank you for joining me on this trek that we call life. Encourage your friends and family to join us and to come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek. If you'd like to listen to any of the past 798 daily treks or read the Wisdom Journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. You can also subscribe to iTunes or Google Play so that each day's trek will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly... I am your friend, as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Gertrude Chamberlain, reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.